0: Listener supported. WNYC Studios. Hey, Lulu here. Whether we are romping through science, music, politics, technology, or feelings, we seek to leave you seeing the world anew. Radiolab adventures right on the edge of what we think we know. Wherever you get podcasts.
1: Brian Lehrer on WNYC, and we're going to spend our last 10 minutes or so today with your complaints about, questions about, or search for advice for the FAFSA form. 2022's FAFSA form. You know, FAFSA, it's the free application for federal student aid. That's what FAFSA stands for. Every year, more than 17 million Americans fill out the form in hopes of making college a bit more affordable in the coming year. Until late last year, I mean, they're still doing it, but late late last year, the Department of Education gave FAFSA a makeover The government launched a simplified FAFSA form after Congress ordered a change in the 2020 stimulus bill. The new FAFSA is supposed to be simple enough to complete in 10 minutes, but the Department of Education has had a rocky so-called soft launch, and an inaccurate formula may actually be standing in the way of students who need those funds Uh, to attend university. So if you have FAFSA stories or questions from this year, give us a call, 212-433-WNYC, 212-433-9692. FAFSA students, FAFSA parents, FAFSA grandparents. And we're going to get advice and um, uh, insight from none other than Ron Lieber, the Your Money columnist, In the New York Times, who's given us such good advice on other things in the past, and maybe you saw his Times article titled, I spent New Year's Eve trying to do the FAFSA. It didn't go well. Hi, Ron.
2: Hello. How are you, Brian?
1: Good. What happened on New Year's Eve?
2: Well, we had been hearing for months that the federal government was going to open up the doors to the FAFSA quote unquote, by the end of December or by December. And as the days went by, it just kept not happening and not happening. We weren't getting any word. And so I figured the doors were going to fly open right before the ball dropped in Times Square on New Year's Eve. And I wanted to see what was going to happen then, what my readers might experience if they were trying to do it themselves. I have a child who's a high school senior. So I took my shot starting at 2 p.m. or so. And Turns out that they only opened the site for about half an hour in the eight o'clock hour. So I managed to get in Hmm. and get started, but didn't manage to finish it before they shut it down.
1: And where are you now?
2: Well, so in the days that went by, things didn't get much better. But then, uh, relatively quickly, they fixed a lot of the bugs that were causing people to experience hiccups, although definitely not all of them. And eventually, I was able to get back in and finish the form. And today, the Department of Education has made a pretty good recovery on many counts. Um, The site is open 24-7, and people are able to get in and do the work. Um, At least most people are.
1: And your mini bio on your piece reads, Ron last filled out a financial aid form in 1992. He's out of practice. Ha, ha, ha. Um, So last week, NPR reported on a big mistake within FAFSA that could potentially lower the amount of aid certain students receive? What was this mistake and who's affected?
2: Yeah, so the challenge is, is that one of many things that changes this year is that there is an entirely new formula that the federal government uses to, in fact, calculate your ability to pay and thus how much aid you should get from the federal government, whether it's Pell grants for low-income students or access to the federal student loan program or so-called work-study jobs on campus. So it's trying to figure out who deserves what and under what circumstances. And part of the formula looks at your current income and says, okay, well, people have to eat and they have to pay for the roofs over their heads and other essential expenses. So we're gonna protect a certain amount of income each year before we effectively ask you to use that income to pay for college. And thankfully, helpfully, the formula is indexed for inflation. But the Department of Education, for reasons that are still not completely clear, did not finish the inflation adjustment part. And as we know, in the three years since the law passed, There's been a lot of inflation. Right. And so there's a question as to whether they are actually going to go ahead and finish that sometime in the next month or two, which would disrupt a bunch of uh, calculations. If they don't, people are going to pay more in many instances uh, or get less from the federal government than they might have otherwise.
1: All right. We have some FAFSA questions coming in. Emma in Norwalk. You're on WNYC with Ron Lieber. Hi, Emma.
0: Oh, hi. Thanks for taking my call. Um, I was calling because I'm actually a nontraditional student. I'm 32, and I have my associates. I wanted to get my bachelor's, so I applied this past fall, filled out the FAFSA. Um, I actually work in the restaurant industry as a hostess right now, and the FAFSA expects me to pay $20,000 a year before it will give me anything. And that makes no sense because I make enough almost to live on, not even to mm. move to college.
1: So like how does the formula it. think you're going to have $20,000 a year? Thank you. <laughs>
0: <Yes>. <laughs>
1: Ron, can you, can you illuminate what she's going through at all and, in a way that helps her or is that the, just the formula as far as you could tell and she's stuck?
2: Well, I can help a little bit. So first of all, congratulations to you, Emma, for diving back into higher education and taking your shot. That's great. Um, As you've discovered, um, the FAFSA is really, at the end of the day, just a means by which the federal government distributes what it has. Right. So Pell Grants are for pretty low income students. If you're earning a relatively decent leave- living, you, you may not qualify for that at all. And so, but the thing to remember is that while um, lots of schools do use the, the FAFSA figures to figure out what those schools want to do with their own aid, right? So remember, every school has the ability to offer its own scholarships, its own discounts, and it needs to know something about you financially to figure it out. So it will use the FAFSA formula. It might even base some of its calculations on that. But it also has flexibility. So each school is going to do its own thing. And the advantage of applying to multiple schools is that some are likely to be more generous than others, even if they're all using the FAFSA output. So Mm -hmm. all hope is not lost Mm -hmm. unless and until you apply to a bunch of schools and none of them want to give you any money. But you know, you can't figure out what that cost would be until you apply and see what the schools themselves will say.
1: Emma, I hope that's helpful. Good luck with it. James in Verona has maybe even a worse story. James are on WNYC. Hello.:
0: Hi, uh, thanks for having me. Can you hear me? Yep. Yep. All right. Uh, yeah, so uh, right now, I'm a college student i'm twenty one uh, I went to Essex County College before transferring this past semester to Montclair State University, and um, I had applied. I tried to access my FAFSA account, um, and obviously for the FAFSA, you need to have your parents' tax records from a couple years ago, uh, and so when I tried to access that for my father, he needs a, uh, an electronic signature in order to like sign off on it, um, and in order to do that, you need to log in through his account. Uh, however, when trying to log into his account by using either his social security number or saying, like, oh, I forgot my username, so contact him through his phone or email address or other means, I still was not able to get uh, his his signature. Uh, and as a result, uh, I can't make a new account because his social security number is already tied to this uh-huh. one. Um, so, because of that, I haven't been able to get financial aid for last semester, and I had to. Uh, take a gap for this semester, make up the funds to enroll in... Wow, it
1: actually made you take a gap. Oh, bureaucratic computer snafu, Ron.
2: Yeah, so this is what's known in the world of, you know, sociology and political science as, quote, administrative burdens, unquote. The kind of hurdles and obstacles that exists to, quote unquote, you know, try to keep citizens from cheating or getting more than they deserve, but ultimately serve to shut out people who are deserving. Uh, I am really sorry to hear about this. Uh, I've got two pieces of advice for you. First, um, you, there is a phone number uh, that you can use to call the Department of Education to try to get them to help you with this. As you imagine, can imagine, it has been jammed up, but I ran some tests on it, Um, It opens at 8 o'clock Eastern time. You can find the number on the website. If you call it 7.58, two minutes before open, you navigate the phone tree, and then the lines open up right at 8 on the dot, and if you're somewhere in that 8 o'clock to 8.01 range, you will probably get into the queue, and you'll probably be able to speak to someone within 20 minutes. That's how long it took me. So try that. But the other thing that people sometimes forget to do is that there are thousands of financial aid administrators who work in financial aid offices including at montclair state um, who are standing by uh, uh, as irritated as you are but with about a hundred times more knowledge than you have hoping to help you so you know you can go there and you can attempt to enlist them and they may have seen the problem that you're having before and may have some ideas Uh, for how to help. But uh, that's just a terrible outcome. And I hope you find your way uh, through to the Department of Education so they can help you and your dad access the account.
1: James, good luck. And we're just about out of time, but we're getting more stories like that. Here's one in a text message. I'm a parent of a junior. After many days, I finally got onto the new FAFSA 24 forum, just long enough to partially complete but not sign the forum because it bumped me off. I can't get back on. Despite numerous emails and calls to the helplines, the form remains locked and incomplete. Very frustrating. Thanks for any advice. So, Ron, we're going to have to leave it there, but... I refer everybody back to his last answer because that's your, your best method of getting a human being to help you, right?
2: Yeah, it's like trying to get rock concert tickets or something at this point. You know, take your best shot.
1: Ron Lieber writes the Your Money column for The New York Times. Brian Lehrer on WNYC. Stay tuned for Allison.